Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I believed in a miracle and here we are. Finally talking about the Prince of Egypt. I feel like this has been on our radar since the very beginning of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm really excited to talk this out uh, very formative movie for a young little Jewish girl when I watched this back in 1998. Yes. What a year. Have no clue what I did that year, but I know <laughs> for a fact, I know for a fact that I watched Prince of Egypt. That's the yes. only thing I know. This is a long time coming. We definitely talked about this the first time Passover passed while we were, while we had the podcast. Um, but now we're finally covering it. So happy Passover, everybody, by the way, because when this releases, it will be Passover. We're recording a little bit early. Um, but of course, we're not alone. Once upon a time, we talked Rugrats with her, and she's back to talk the Prince of Egypt, which I believe we mentioned on that Rugrats podcast. So welcome back, Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you? Good. So excited to finally be here. I'm very much the sun, the moon, the stars, and I'm happy to be gracing this podcast. Yes. All bow down to Sasha. (laughs) The pharaoh of podcasting. Yes. That's what I I wish to be, where Mm. I always say, I believe that in one of my lives that I was like a benevolent dictator. Like I really do believe that. <laughs> Wait, like how, can, how in the world can I actually maybe see that Sasha? Like, I just, I don't know. Like every time I watch this movie, like I'm Jewish, obviously. And like, I watched it when it first came out also. And I think in the most Jewish 
like, wait, um, because it was um, an Elal, uh, <laughs> like in India. So Elal is the um, Israeli airlines. But anyway, my dad used to work for them. And they hosted like a screening in India for all the Jews. Really? What? Yeah. Oh and that's gosh. where I watched it. Oh, wow. What yeah. But do you remember like what time of the year it was? Or you just remember where whenever you it were? came out? Like, I remember it's, they were being like, yeah, it says it came out in December. Yeah. So it must have been in December. Mm -hmm. Mumbai yeah. doesn't have seasons. So you really can't. It was hot all the time. Yeah. 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 But all I remember, yeah, is that like, <laughs> Prince of Egypt was coming out, and it was this cool thing that we needed to go and watch. Well, I remember exactly when I watched Prince of Egypt for the first time and where I was, because uh, also in true young Jewish girl fashion, <laughs> I watched the Prince of Egypt on Christmas Day yes. at the movie theaters. So that's where we went. I remember watching it in theaters. I have a memory of like walking down the theater stairs. So I don't know why, but that's where I, I am. I wonder why they didn't release it around Passover. Like, but they not for Oscars, right? That oh, was that probably be a? I guess yeah. that would make sense. I was like, just thinking. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't that have made more sense? Because like they release Christmas movies around Christmas, mm -hmm. thing, you know. Um. They said, but, you yeah. need a Hanukkah movie, but we'll make it Passover. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess the good question is, is like how many Jewish people were actually involved in the making of this video? Because the cast <laughs> is a little, looking a little, yeah. a little, well, yeah, definitely. We'll get there it. because the, the cast is super whitewashed, like, very much so and i was so i was looking through because obviously back in the day when i watched this so i obviously i didn't watch this in theaters i i know that i used to watch it a lot when it was on tv either it was like abc family or disney or nickelodeon it was on one of those channels because i remember watching it when it was on there and loving it and loving the music and loving the relationship between the brothers and just being fascinated by it because obviously as someone who grew up catholic like judaism was not something i was extremely familiar with um and so i remember that was how i watched it but Obviously, back in the day, I didn't pay attention to who the voices were of the characters. Um, but now, being an adult and listening and being like, wait a minute, that voice sounds very familiar. And looking up who the, granted, big name cast, but Sasha, like, very whitewashed cast as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's literally the first, my first note is like, like, wow, at least they got the right skin tones. Um, because... I will say the original Ten Commandments, which I think is kind of what right incepted this movie. Um, although even though this is animated, is actually closer to the story than to the actual Exodus story than the Ten Commandments was. Um, but anyway, so I remember watching the Ten Commandments and being like, "This is white as hell!" Like <laughs> folks in Egypt working all day in the sun were not this melanin deprived like it's just not possible they're like yeah we'll just throw in some ashkenazis in there right? it's sense. like a math thing math <laughs> and like, geography please so i appreciate that's why i really love this movie because it's so good on so many ends where the skin tone is beautiful it, like it feels more correct they're dark skin they're in egypt but oh my god the cast went 
tell me why I t- today when I watched the movie, I realized Sandra Bullock was the voice of Miriam. Same. Her she voice? doesn't sound like her, right? Sarah? Okay, maybe no, that's why. sound like her. I didn't oh, I don't I hear it. Her voice was the most recognizable. I was like, oh, <gasps> yeah, today I recognized it. Okay, Wait. she is not the most recognizable. When you have Jeff Goldblum in your cast, you cannot tell me that Sandy B is the most recognizable okay. voice. <laughs> Sandy B ruled my life in the 90s. So, yeah, I think it did. Yes. I mean, I've I've watched like Practical Magic ninety five billion times, (laughs) so I I know if I know Sandra Bullock, but yeah, um, Sandra Bullock's in this. Ralph Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, and of course Jeff Goldblum. And I'm missing somebody. Val Kilmer, Danny, and Danny Glover. Oh, I think I thought I said Danny. You said Danny Glover. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Wait, did you say Voldemort? Did you say Voldemort? Yeah, yeah. That's the first person I said. Voldemort is in this, and of course he plays Ramses. I know, but he has to, of course, (laughs) necessary. But I, yeah, amazing cast. Uh, I am surprised looking back. That it was not nominated for more. So what it did win, it did win an award. It won uh, best song for um for the, when you believe. Or when you believe, but not yeah, but the version that Whitney and Mariah sings. Which is truly the superior version. And of I'm course pissed. it is. Of course it is. Why the didn't one... they just put that in the movie? You feel me? Like I, you know, why the whole time I was listening for it. And I didn't hear it. And then I was like, I am so confused. This is like the time that I watched Men in Black. And literally the Men in Black song plays when the credits roll. And it's like, yeah. what oh, wait, the fuck but, are you doing? This is your song. They, but that's what they do all the time. No, they, I mean, they sing your song at the end. But it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Sandy B does not sing her part. No, this is not. Okay. This no. is made in 1998. This yeah. is back in the day we when the actors the who were the voice actors were never the singers, right? I mean, that's Shelf what Bollywood is. Yeah. And Bollywood is literally no one sings. It's all lip syncing. Yeah. So I, I feel it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, Mariah and Whitney, <laughs> they won Best Original Song. Um, written the written composed by Stephen Schwartz, who is of course the composer of Wicked. So big deal, big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Music or Comedy Score, but but lost. Uh, you know what it took home? Shakespeare in Love really took home the awards that year. I can't so. believe that. Like, what? <laughs> what okay, 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 so, okay, so you think that's bad? The Critics' Choice Awards, it tied for Best Animated Feature yes, by, with A Bug's Life. It tied. <laughs> it tied. Okay. I love A Bug's Life, and even I will say that is ridiculous. I right? Mean, like, I it's because it's not here that Jews run Hollywood when fucking the Prince of Egypt... <laughs> tied with a bug's life watch them come up with some conspiracy theory that actually the locusts that were a plague were part of bug's life and that's why (laughs) you know it all had to come together this this movie didn't even win a grammy and this was brilliant it was a masterpiece what they're just haters what happened in 1999 when this uh when all the uh, the award season was going on they were ahead of their time 
<laughs> yeah, like this this movie, I have to say, first of all, it's in that sweet spot of like an hour and a half long, which is my favorite type of movie. Um, but it did not drag. I feel like it was, and not only that, but I love a movie that starts off like with a quick kind of not like an action scene, but like it gets you right into the mix of what's going on. And I just feel like this movie does such a good job with that. And from what I've read, so you two tell me, because obviously you know the story better than I do, but how true to the story does this movie stick? I've heard that it's pretty close to what Do you mean to real life or do you mean to the <laughs> biblical story? To the Not biblical real life story. Or- <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean, do you mean? <laughs> or do you mean to the Ten the Commandments? The Jews built the pyramids. You didn't know. So what exactly oh is your gosh. question? Because the answer to no, all I the got above you, Jess. Is, yeah, Sasha knows what no. I'm asking. She's not, not giving me snark about it. Reply. I'm so dead. I can't. I truly. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my god. I will say, yeah. I um and Sarah, tell me what you think also, but. It is pretty similar. Um, the biggest difference is that Moses, uh, spoiler alert, did know he was a Hebrew the whole time. <gasps> like it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't like, like a oops, you're adopted situation. No, no. Also adopted by the Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah, daughter, right? Batia was yeah, the daughter. Yeah, yeah. the daughter. Like, and then um, the murder of the Egyptian he was an intentional murder, not an accident. Yes. Oh, so they're uh, trying to broad brush him as like a hero without <laughs> any issues on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, uh, also his beautiful wife was gifted to him by his wife's father. They did not fall in love. Oh, mm. ew. I hate that because their their meat cute was very interesting. But, yeah, so very that's devastating. Yeah, no, well, that, like, yeah, that never happens anyway, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he, they were never presented. Uh, she was never presented at the palace, but Moses does uh, everything important in Judaism happens at the well. Like, that's just something that's always like happened um so like jacob meets his wife or his second wife but his favorite uh rachel at the well also and um so yeah water all of that is like me very meaningful in Mm -hmm. judaism so i appreciate it because water showed up in different ways in this movie as well but if something's happening at the well you know it's about to be a turning point just Mm. know that uh but yeah it's it's similar in most ways, but I feel like, yeah, the pivotal moments are actually not. So do you think they should start hanging out by wells so good things actually start happening to me? <laughs> yeah, please. Man. Sarah at the well, the new podcast. That's, that's, why, that's why my life has been full of despair. I haven't been hanging out by the wells. You need a mikvah. <laughs> I do. A mikvah uh, what- is like a cleaning source for used traditionally women. That you yeah. go in after um that time. Yeah. Oh, also, goodness. also, oh. Aaron, his brother, was not a hater. Oh yeah. yeah. This is like his real brother, right? Yes. Yes. Aaron. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. So he, yes. in real life, he's very supportive, and he actually did two of the uh what it was the plagues or the 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 the, the symbols that. Mm-hmm. So he which, was. Do the you know one. which two did he do? I it, yeah, so I have it pulled up, Sasha. Do you remember? For what? Which so Aaron was the Aaron one that yeah. turned no, his I staff don't. into a snake. 
and oh, that's he was the one of the more one. badass ones. Like and that was cool. That's not even. Is that a plague? That wasn't. Not, yeah. not more plague. just like a it's cool like, magic right. trick. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, like a thing to show that uh, God, God yeah, is yeah. real yeah. there. And he was the one that turned the water, the Nile, to blood. Not oh, that one was intense. So, yes, because correct. Thank you, Sarah. I don't. I made a note, and I forgot to bring that up because. Aaron is actually the mouthpiece. Moses had a stutter. So yeah. Moses never spoke, actually, oh. or Moses was too scared, rather, I should say, to speak. Oh. And Aaron was the one doing this. So that's why, yes, Sarah, what you just said is why those things happen because Aaron is the one speaking to Pharaoh. Wow. So See, I feel like they could have, if they wanted to layer in an even another, like, more, not moral of the story, but like another thing, they could have showed that because, I mean, imagine little kids with stutters, like, watching this film and being like, look how fucking powerful I can be, you know? Yeah. They would have rather him have a hater. Everybody needs a hater. Yeah, yeah it's they, very they, weird. I mean, Aaron's... Moses had enough haters, honestly. Did you, you not see the huge amount of people <laughs> trying to kill him at the end of the film, Sarah? You know what Aaron haters. did? Aaron went on iTunes, wrote a bad review for Moses. <laughs> he said, <laughs> this guy, star. bro, what's God? He's just making up nonsense. This guy and said trying he to talked to a up. bush. And <laughs> what is up with that? for Moses? <laughs> what is he smoking? Maybe he should stop. <laughs> before he podcasts <laughs> <laughs> and um, this moses is uneducated yeah that part he's not one of us and he claims to be so it's it's very fun and also aaron spoiler alert again moses does not get to go into the land of milk and honey um so aaron takes joshua and aaron well, anyway a bunch of people take over but aaron is the high priest and actually, his family is the descendants. Um, so anyone with the last name Cohen is usually a descendant of the high priest. So what? it's like pretty important. Like, so wait, what happened the to most Moses? Families is Aaron's descendants. Not well, Moses. I mean, there's 40 years of 40, 40 years yeah. of traveling in the desert. A lot of shit can happen in the Damn. desert when you're traveling. Listen, for Moses years. broke the commandments. God said, you not above me. So you broke my original commandments. You not getting into the land, Moses. You did us a big favor, but you're not a real G. You can just go away. Yeah. <laughs> like you can die on the side is basically what happened. That's rough. Poor yeah. Moses. Better. He really went through it. Let me tell you. Yeah. Through it in this movie. And the thing is, is I did not remember. Okay. Cause obviously we all watched this as children. Like mm. this came out in the nineties. It's like, it's a kid's movie. It's animated. Some of the stuff I'm like, I do not think we would see this on a kid's film today. Like even just starting with like people being whipped all of, I, I thought it was interesting the way they were very subtle, I guess mm. is how I would say it, or like strategic in how they showed the death of the firstborn children on both oh sides. Oh my God, yes. Like um, one that I thought was super interesting was, uh, it was the second round, right? When one of the plagues, um, um, when they show this little boy carrying in like a thing of water and then you just see the, the spirity wispy thing follow him in and then you just hear the crash and like see his hand like flop out the door. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is intense for a kid's movie. Yeah, imagine we have to stay the story every year. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, that's like part of Passover um, is you have to retell the story. So, oh, it's the worst. And I, I really think that people have, uh, but like we need to do a better job of calling that out because that was a horrible plague uh, to just kill innocent children because it started with yeah. the killing of children and ended with the killing well that's the hard part is it's just like it feels hypocritical like mm. obviously i don't know all of the context of everything but it feels very hypocritical when moses was supposed to die or like he was wait no is it just newborn hebrew boys for so him yeah it was him okay that's um, what i thought yeah I was because like, is it firstborn because that's the plague is firstborn yeah the plague is firstborn Got but him. so basically what happened because then aaron would have died because aaron right. is the firstborn right. um so what that the reason why actually oh that's another thing um they d didn't necessarily say but i think it might have been too dark um but the um the pharaoh's priests say that a, a boy is born uh this year or you know whatever now um and that will be the one to take down basically uh, so only boys yes only oh, boys it was a prophecy it was a prophecy oh and basically. that's why they were killing all the newborn yes. boys so, yeah. i see yes and and i'm butchering the prophecy but still anyway there was a prophecy basically saying like that this gonna take down so you need to so pharaoh said uh-uh what we're gonna do is just end it but funny enough the one person that dissented mm -hmm. um and this is another shout out which i feel like at least at satyrs which is the ceremony during passover where you retell the story and eat and drink whatever um it doesn't give enough what's the word like importance or enough you know space for the women because yeah yeah if you think about the whole story women are the only reason the story moves forward his mom to start right like, she's the one who saves his life in the beginning because i thought that was one of my favorite moments of the whole movie mm -hmm. was the relationship between the his mom and her children like we don't even see their father it's just the three of them and they go down to bring moses and like and like the song she sings, oh my god it was so beautiful the song mm -hmm. she sings when she like puts him in the basket and then we see his journey and like you said it's his sister that is like following the basket exactly. and, and it's his sister who like reaches out to him later obviously it's not real because like we said, no, that Aaron is was... kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, Miriam's piece is real. Because listen, Miss Miriam, also maybe I was Miriam in a past life. I don't know. Because she's very gossipy and like a very much. <laughs> but this is why I love her. Because yeah, so she keeps it real. And sometimes she tries to start drama between Moses and his wife because she's a little gossipy. So the point is no, <laughs> no leader is perfect. And there's great teachings around that, um, that I've done. But anyway, the point is, yeah, women and then Batia, right? Uh, Pharaoh's daughter, but here it's his wife. But either way, it was a woman that pulls Moses out of the water. And then um, Miriam actually follows Mo Moses and then tells the Pharaoh's wife um, in this moment, but in the story, in the Exodus story, uh, she says, well, I actually have someone that can nurse him if you need. Uh, yeah. And it was his mom that nurses him. <gasps> mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And That's such and a great story. Exactly. The original is really <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Good this job. Is a remake. Yeah. Good job <laughs> to the rabbis or whoever that wrote this. Um, or maybe God. Sorry. I don't know. Um, but it's just, it's so funny because yeah, I just feel like women aren't given enough credit for 
really making the story happen. And they were the original dissenters, mm-hmm. not necessarily these men that get all the credit, me think. Yeah, I I loved uh, obviously his like OG birth mother was wonderful and the song she sings is so beautiful like deliver that us. whole oh, yes deliver yeah. us that whole song is so I don't know it's so powerful because I loved the switch from you know we're seeing the sleeves and just like the whipping and everything is so intense and then you get to like you know she's just trying to hide her son like she's doing you know she has like her like cloak if you will to to hide him and protect him and she sends him off but obviously oh my gosh you can only imagine like the heartbreak right of like her doing this to save his life and yeah like you're so right like the and especially obviously his wife later is a very strong woman yes and it's just like he could not have moses could not have done all those things without the people that helped him get there you know um no totally you're right i the women in this story were really good too yes give us more credit i'm just kidding but (laughs) but it's true but seriously yeah i um yeah so i definitely loved the beginning it had it really set the scene of it being a really big world um and it was you know very impressive the music and the scenery mm-hmm. um and i also i i always loved when the boys were playing around both um ramesses and moses and they were chasing each other and moses always got his brother in trouble like i always mm-hmm. really enjoyed that part of the movie yeah, especially when i was a kid because it's fun and you know they they're just like boys and they they love each other as brothers and it kind of a big theme of this movie is uh expectations that you have on yourself um mm-hmm. and also uh the expectations that your family members put on to you or your peers mm-hmm. put onto you and like that having that pressure on you so uh we of course see Ramesses, um, am I saying it is Ramesses? Yeah, not Ramses, not Ramses, which was the actual pharaoh. It's a little tricky, but oh, is oh Ramesses? Okay, because yeah, I've been saying Ramses this whole. It looks like Ramses. I'm Ramesses. Ramesses. I think that what the thing is is that Ramses the second and Ramses, which were actual pharaohs, are not the pharaoh from. Exodus, so, oh, so it is. I Ramesses. think it's like a nod to it being of actual pharaoh name without. Got it. Got it. I'm pretty sure because okay. it's it, because in the Bible it just says pharaoh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just pharaoh. Yeah. It say, so they never get a name. But so I think his name is Ramesses. Uh, so we get we see him, uh, getting a humongous lecture from his dad about like you're going to take this over and all it takes is one week link and all this pressure that his dad his uh, father puts on him makes him want to be as good as his father if not better which i mean as good it means like his reign of terror is even worse eventually Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love the small. I felt like they did such a good job at showing that sibling relationship. And not only that, but especially the moment when Ramesses gets scolded 
by his dad and he runs off and he's like sitting up like he's like hiding up like on one of the statues and I love the fact that you have Moses who knows exactly where he is and they have that whole conversation and it is mirrored later on in mm-hmm. the in the movie in that same location I feel like the storytelling I mean obviously it's a great story but like the visual component of this storytelling, I thought they did an excellent job with because mm-hmm. they just mirror things from their childhood where he's like, don't forget, like, I am your brother. Like, I know who you are. This isn't you. Like, you have to listen to me. And I thought the way that they visually did that was very effective. But it's interesting because Moses was saying that to Ramesses, but Ramesses was also saying that to Moses. He's like, yeah, he was like, this is who you are. Like, you are not yeah. that. Like, listen to me. Like, you can just come back and we can have our normal life together i'm happy you're here we can wipe the slate completely clean so mm-hmm. the dynamics like it pa- continue to parallel in that regard too and even and i just love right um but the pharaoh just says like you're you cannot be the weakest link in the chain <laughs> and i was like oh awkward so he much pressure be. right yeah it's, it's the and same thing as you have a family of doctors and you're expected to be a doctor like everybody else and you want to be i don't know an actress yeah i just i love it because when the guy liner i'm living for it oh, and then yes, yes. yeah and then ramsey ramsey is, is just getting dragged by uh dad but i'm like oh this is horrible foreshadowing you're killing me yeah. pharaoh well that stop it the yes so for one like it's really is like it's a lesson in toxic masculinity. Yes. Like, let's not. Let's end the toxic masculinity. But also, again, the visual component that I couldn't help but notice is um, a lot of times they would have, like, just the profile yes. of, like, the father next to his literal, like, statue of his face. And they did it again later when Moses and Ramses yes. are arguing. And they have him sitting next to, like, him and his fathers. And I was just like, oh, my God, full freaking yeah, circle. But- yeah daddy pharaoh was always like higher than ramses yeah that's what i was gonna ask i was like i couldn't i couldn't remember if ramses made his smaller um uh, statue or he made his bigger i think he probably had to make it bigger but because of the perspective or like maybe around the same size well it was just the angle exactly of the angle it it, like appears to be smaller smaller. like he is less than his father yeah the way that they always had, and especially too, um, a lot of times in the movie, they would have like a fade out on a character's face and then would fade in to like the statue of their face because yeah. we're now outside. I just thought like touches like that really cemented like, no, this is the guy who's in charge. Like, don't forget, even though you like him, like I feel like we're supposed to like Ramesses in the beginning. We're supposed to just sympathize and empathize with him that he has a father who is putting so much pressure on him but we cannot forget this is the guy in charge this is the guy who's ordering the men to whip these slaves like you can't don't forget that you know it's always you're it's it's being shown to you constantly both and (laughs) yeah i mean it really is like hard because he Moses is taken in. He's treated extremely well as if he, mm-hmm. he is an actual son of the Pharaoh. Uh, he, I mean, there's less expectations on him because he, but also it's kind of the same thing as Harry, like William had to be super proper and Harry got to be like the fun brother that 
got to go drinking all the time. Yeah, that was naked in Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the same thing as today. They, the, the brother that's not second to the throne can kind of F off a little. Mm -hmm. um, but um i but you do you 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 like like even his parents like you kind of like them in the beginning but yeah like then you see these giant gashes on these characters backs and the fact that they are in these terrible conditions and it just brings you back to what they're mm -hmm. really up to yeah. And how effective was that scene where you have right after Moses has the conversation with Miriam and kind of it dawns on him the Ooh. truth. And then he goes in and he's watching the like are, are the glyphs. I don't know, like the word like yeah, the, hieroglyphics. The, the hieroglyphs yeah. are like moving and telling the story of his child. That was very cool. So well done because it was both like, you know, he's freaking out about all this, but it's also such a, a really interesting way to have us like show us that realization. Right. I thought it was interesting how his mother in that moment, his adoptive mother was like, all right, so you now you know the truth and now you can just forget it and move forward. <laughs> it's like, mm, oh mom, God. like, I don't think so like yeah she's like sudden forget it now you don't have to worry about it at least you know the truth now and i just and even the way they showed it right it's like almost moses was like obviously they're not gonna put etch that into the walls of him showing his fair yeah. of him seeing his family but like what a great moment right to uh to be like oh moses is actually imagining himself mm -hmm. do like his it, himself and his family and whatever yeah it's like they didn't need to show that. Um, and then parallel to the same, to the death of the firstborn, right before that, uh, the plagues are about to start. It's uh, Ramse Ramses' kid. We can right, say Ramses. Let's I be know, comfortable. Sorry. Who cares? Sorry, everyone. Uh, don't come for me. Historic people. Uh, <laughs> historic people. Historians. Um, please. Uh, and, you know, Ram, uh, his kid is holding right a torch and it's and you see the crocodile, so you know what what is behind him. So it's just what oh, they're just so good about it. This movie's so good, and I've never thought about it so critically. So thank you. But oh, so good. That's how I feel too. Like I obviously I have not seen this movie in a long time. I feel like the last time I watched it, I was probably a kid. And so going back and watching it now as an adult, you know. A lot of times on this podcast, we watch things and we were like, yeah, it's like not as good as we thought it was when we were kids because you're looking at it with a critical lens. But I just feel the exact opposite. I think it's even better yeah. than watching this as an adult because I'm noticing things and I'm noticing conscious choices they made in the visuals, in the music, and even just like a look that a character gives that I wouldn't have picked up on as a kid. And I totally agree with you. I think the way that... I, I just think it's such a circular story and the parallels they have at the beginning of the story to the end of the story are so important. Sarah, I don't think it's a, a I think it was a conscious decision to make Ramsey's kid look identical. Right. How oh, even down God. to the shitty haircut, man. Yes. Can I Why ask about they... that haircut? What is the deal with that? I don't know. I think that's like what a... Egyptians had, right? That I mean, it's like a side ponytail. Yeah. Wow. 
I don't know. I think that, well, okay. I think that Moses got off better with his Egyptian haircut. Yeah, then, he had a wig. Okay, so it was a <laughs> wig, right? It was supposed to be a wig. And then I was like, wait, is it a cloth? Is it a head covering? But it's a wig, right? I was questioning everything. It's a wig. Yeah. No, it was a straight up wig. I'm assuming it's, pro- yeah, I wonder what did Egyptian, they were so ahead of their time. So who knows what they were using. But yeah, it, it he just had a wig on with a gold, like, headband yeah yeah but that i would have much preferred yeah, i just feel like if things. i had a ponytail on only one side of my head i would feel very lopsided and shaved on the other i don't know i feel like he he really got like he must have been really... into it if he gave his son the same haircut <laughs> yeah like did they from, have this That's is my favorite haircut <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Well, then he eventually shaves his own head, but I wonder if that's just because he has to put his pharaoh hat on. Yeah. It, oh, you know. that's probably what it is. You got to have enough room for your pharaoh headpiece. I mean, the pharaoh headpiece is immaculate. It is okay, gorgeous. Yeah, it seems like there's a few of these. Oh, hey, wow. Oh, yeah. Wait, what did you Google for that? Like, sexy Egyptian? No. <laughs> I did, Egyptian men hairstyle, and that's the first. The side sexy pony is the first Egyptian thing that came up. So Alright, let's go. Egyptian Not men sexy. hairstyle. There are lots. Of, okay, yeah. Now it's just Egyptian models, which is not a like, wait, wait, who are you? Wait, Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, I think I found the person I'm leaving everything for. Correct. Gosh. Um, Who's this? I love him. Uh, It's on Pinterest. Of course it's on Pinterest. Yeah. This guy doesn't have the haircut. Well, he's just a hot Egyptian dude. There, he looks like his hair looks damp. Oh, uh, yeah. This is giving lots of filters. Does he have a nose job? Because yeah, probably. Th- okay, look whatever. at how contoured his face is. Okay, yeah. Well, let me be. Let me be. I like to see what he looks like when he first wakes up in the morning because that like, ain't it. You know it. those th- those like computer generated things where it's yeah, like, that's what it looks like. This is what. Yeah, you it's not a real person. Okay, who cares? Anyway, um. So I don't even know where we were, but yeah. So I, <laughs> I just, so, so. I'm so like trying to find the ponytail significance, um. But yeah. Anyway. So, um. Yeah. So when we see, so Moses seems to start having like, I don't know if it's like a doubts. crisis of faith or yeah, just doubts. Well, about it's when he's- once again questioning who you are and who you're supposed to be. He had this. Um, the self-image of being a prince of Egypt, a son of a pharaoh, and when he realizes that he's a Hebrew, then he's having an identity crisis, and he realizes that everything he's known has been a lie, is a lie, and then he sees what his family has been doing to um, the people, one of like his his people, and what he's contributed to that as well. So I think he's having. A ton of ton of shame and guilt surrounding, uh, deservingly so, surrounding mm-hmm. what's going on, and he uh, starts panicking and not and realizing it's not right. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Uh, Moses goes from like being the oppressor to the bystander to then maybe like the ally and then becomes the um mm-hmm. becomes really the the victim right because he has to leave Egypt uh and like we are already said it's because he in the 
in this real Exodus story, does like just straight up kill out of anger and then um, hides the body. And yeah, and hides the body. Like, oh my gosh. So it's just, it's so funny because I feel low key that, and maybe not because that's not what God intended, but you know, I feel like if Moses, if Exodus Moses, not Disney, not sorry, not Disney. <laughs> animated Moses Moses. yeah Yeah. so if Exodus Moses had like a Ramses to like hide you to be like I'll help you hide it I feel like the man would have stayed like I don't know that he would have gone yeah that's the thing that I wonder about because until Moses realizes he's Hebrew he doesn't notice anything wrong with what's going on around him. And he is plenty. I don't know how old he is supposed to be in this story, but he is an adult at this point. You know, he's at least 18, if you want to say, in this story. And so to me, I found it very interesting that he doesn't really point out that anything is wrong until he realizes that like it's quote unquote his people that this is all happening to and that's when he steps in so it's really one of those things where it's like you can judge him a little bit because it's like okay well you should have known like you should have noticed all of this before you didn't notice that while you were playing go-kart races with your brother there were men being whipped to build a statue of your father you know around you yeah exactly and so obviously that's problematic and of course Sasha like what you said like he in this in this iteration he kills this guy of course it's an accident because he like tries to stop him from whipping a slave and he falls off this huge tower and dies which also is very gruesome yeah um, <laughs> it's pretty uh, gruesome yeah le- in legit too yeah um but yeah like it's it's definitely a different type of story and I think they had to adapt it in that way for this particular iteration because i think it'd be harder for us to sympathize with him if he killed this man on purpose and tried to hide the body you know people would probably judge him a little bit harsher (laughs) he wouldn't be the hero exactly listen all our leaders are flawed it's great well that's the thing that that is a good point though sasha is that's so true there's no like all good or all bad person mm-hmm. for the most part there's shades exactly. of gray but in these types of especially in these types of children's movies back in the 90s they really leaned into this is the person you hate and this is the person you love do you see this man who's yelling at his son we hate him he doesn't yeah. smile <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my god At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is uh, where he gets his Lion King moment and banishes himself. But then it's kind of like my favorite moment because then he gets to this part and saves some children from, I don't know, people that want to steal sheep or whatever. And at the well, where all good things happen, where I will be hanging out from now on. And he gets um, kind of wrapped up into this nomadic tribe which i totally looked up the name of the midians yeah 
Uh, yeah. So, and we we meet uh, Sephora, but we already knew her because they had this scene where she was brought in as like I don't know, like a courtesan or something like that. I don't know what she was up yeah, to. I hated that scene. That was he, so hard to watch. But we we see Moses in that moment once again. Our hero Moses free her, which mm. uh, instead of um take her as a lover so i, I i'm not quite she didn't yeah. appreciate it though because she was like you're still a dick but uh so we get this this kind of montage of him over a few years learning to adapt into this new society mm-hmm. and become a shepherd and have a more relaxed lifestyle where he gets to value nature more and the he kind of gets taught by this village leader, Sephora Sipora. How is it at Sephora? Yeah, yeah, Sephora. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I say it. Uh her father, um to to that like the value isn't in life isn't really like what you make and what you build. It's more so who you are and like and um things like that so i really like this because it's kind of we see him in this montage he becomes so happy and relaxed and he could just hang out in the fields and smile and like give birth to sheep like it's just a such a simpler life mm-hmm. he was made for that life i feel and I was I like, hope, this is what he should be doing. I know. This is what I, he, when he found his stick, too. You know? Yeah, Sephora gives him the staff. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I, I see you. There's a part of me that just wishes that he can just be a, a sheep farmer for the rest of his life. Well, he, he's very happy there. And he has, his wife is beautiful and amazing. And we get that song and yeah. arguably the entire movie. In my opinion, killing me, Smalls. <laughs> That's wait. Which one is your favorite song? Okay, I really, really, really love the song. Um, oh, the thread one. I don't know what it's called. Thread through heaven's eyes. Yes, I think it's so good. Um, and I mean, obviously, obviously, when you believe is the best song. But, know, but deliver us was also, I thought. Like I know. I think all I ever wanted. (laughs) I like playing with the big boys now. That's such a fun one. Okay, okay, that's a good one. It's a very like it's very fun. Yeah. Exactly. It's not, yeah, it doesn't have the gravitas. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's scary. That's like the that was this part that scared me wasn't when I was a kid. I was like, I don't like this. Now, and this, this montage is also. You know how, like, when kids have, like, crushes on, like, I don't know, Aladdin (laughs) or whatever? I legit had a crush on Moses from the Prince of Egypt. I thought he was the cutest. And then I made it, had a realization, Jessica, Mm -hmm. you know who Moses looks like? Tell me it's, you're not going to say Corey Matthews. No. They don't look at all like. Ethan Zahn. (gasps) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ethan Zahn. And I have the biggest crush on Ethan Zahn. And it's all full circle. It's all full circle. That's why I had a crush on Moses. That's why I had a crush on Ethan Zahn. There, you have a type. Have you noticed? Yeah, you like Jews with Jufros. Yes, I do. (laughs) 
I do. And I very much do. And I was like, if anybody can play Moses in a real life production, it could no, be No, Ethan's white. We okay. can't. But I refuse guys- to allow okay. this. I, I understand. I understand. He's also Jewish. So if he tanned, like went in Survivor Africa, he was I was, was going to say, tanned. like the Survivor Africa version. Please, that still doesn't make him. Brown. Okay. Okay. I take it back. Let's be, let's, but you're I, regionally I correct. With the looks, because I just looked up animated Moses again. <laughs> doesn't he look like Ethan Zahn? I was <laughs> watching it. I was like, like this, this is, is the man I had a crush on, animated Moses. Oh my God. Wait, are you interested in animated Moses? Yeah, um, obviously. Yeah. Everyone I thought be. the I mean, I I think animated you, Moses is hotter than animated Ramsey's, but I yeah. like Ramsey's like eyeliner look. I do think that's cool. But what Can about you imagine Aaron? His, what they could taller. do for you with the eyeliner if his eyeliner is that good? Oh I'd yeah. Like, Those straight lines, please. Imagine. Yeah. The way yeah. yeah. bald men. It's not my <laughs> it's not my type. <laughs> Look at this one with uh I'm showing everyone the picture. Oh wow. Like oh. with his wig look, on. Look at his yeah. wig. No, look no, at it, that. She was like, give me the wig. No, okay. It was when he took the wig off and his hair started no, growing. Yeah. In the and he field. has the beard too. Yes. Yeah. There we there he is. Yeah. And then that's when he definitely could have gotten his wife, who yeah, was and, Gorge. And I period. love that this is also when God has decided to speak to him. He's like, Okay, you're hot now. Let me let me call you. <laughs> God was like, you're finally ready for me. You took off that hideous wig. Let's you go. You took off the wigs. You took <laughs> off the Tevas yes. sandals. And now you may speak with me. I know. No I just love in my circle. Oh my God. That's what I <laughs> loved how they showed um, Moses literally leaving everything behind to no. start over, except the ring. Uh, to start his new life. I was like, oh, you creators, you got me again. Yeah. And then a, a camel comes and eats his hair. And then, like, <laughs> they had to throw in the kitty stuff where, like, he so then goes cute. and drinks out of, like, the watering hole. And there's this sheep, like, just staring at him like, um, what are you doing? The sheep is the original Pikachu face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, so I really liked the, the burning bush scene. I thought it was so interesting. Like I thought the animation, even though this is 98 was really cool, especially the, the burning bush stuff, obviously all the end with the water and the, um, the, the plagues themselves. I thought all the animation in those was like spectacular because this, this is my favorite type of animation, the typical like nineties, Aladdin, Lion King style animation. Drawn. It just brings you back to a time, you know. Like this is such a specific time. These well, are the '90s. This yeah. type of animation. It's the <laughs> colors too. It's, it's yes. almost like it's a painting, which makes it just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I I I miss this animation style. I do too. I mean, I mean, I talking... like the new stuff. Like it's really cool looking. But yeah. this was like a moment in time. You know, you could point and know a movie came out in the '90s when it had this style of animation. And it doesn't feel like old, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Where even now I'm watching it, I wouldn't be like. Oh, I wish they would add more blank, you know, whatever element to it. It feels very self-sustaining and still like, because I watch this movie every year um, 
at Passover. And uh, yeah, I never feel like I'm watching like a 90s movie, if right. that makes sense. And same with Aladdin and The Lion King. I think those three, these three feel the most like that. Yeah, I agree. Especially like, um, I think because of the sand and just the environment, yeah. Aladdin and this feel like they're like cousins, like distant cousins or something. I mean, that. it's the same area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like with the. Yeah, it's just the the amount like the sand and the way they utilize that in the storytelling, mm. I think. Oh, is I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have obviously Moses has the conversation with God, which I like, Sarah, did you read this too, where they were, they didn't know what to do with the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And so they had like layered people whispering. But right, then they all were the like, actors oh, well, yeah, but then they needed, it. they decided they needed something that would stand out more. And so then they had Val Kilmer, who was the voice of Moses, talk, which I thought was interesting because it's like Moses is like talking to himself almost. They wanted to do it as like the voice, like it's your own subconscious speaking to you. And I just, I couldn't believe it. It's so smart. And again, I feel like there's so many teachings here, right? Like you, that I could do with your own subconscious kind of guiding you through life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's a very smart, because it could have been very, very tricky. I think that any decision that they would have made would have been met with criticism because Mm -hmm. I mean, they said at one point they're thinking about a woman or children. That would have been met with criticism, obviously, because it's the voice of God and it's so yeah. personal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that especially, so I think that what they ultimately ended up with, which was Val Kimmer, which uh, was essentially your subconscious, but with underlining echoes of the recordings of the other cast members i thought that um i thought it was i thought it was really good yeah i thought it was effective i thought it was a good choice considering how difficult of a decision this must be um knowing that you're gonna get pushback no matter what you choose to do um i thought it was a good I, I like the narrative implications of having Valcomer voice both Moses and God mm. and kind of what that means. Yeah. Um, Did you feel sad that he had to leave his sheep farming ways, Jess? And he I went mean, of straight. course, because it's literally like it, this and is then the moment. He had to go, then he had to go to his wife and was like Imagine having telling this story to your wife about like God just spoke to me through a bush. I have I have something to tell you. I, I don't know if you're gonna believe me or not, but this bush really spoke to me. And I just you and me just escaped from Egypt, but we gotta go back. I think the thing is, this is like if you lived in LA, right? Yeah. Oh, and then you oh moved God. out to the farm. And you lived on your own and you were like having a no drama life, no frills, living your best life. And then you're like, you know what? We got to go back to L.A. and deal with all the drama again. You know, Mm -hmm. like that is how I I feel bad for Moses. You know, he didn't necessarily seek this out. It was thrust upon him. And he he took up the mantle and he said, I'm going to make changes. I'm going to do this thing. But he wasn't looking to go back to that life necessarily. Um, yeah, well, it goes I, back to obligations and yeah, expectations. Exactly. And also he has to repent for what he took part in all yeah. of this. So in a way, 
um he has to take this responsibility onto him and if and in a way nobody else i mean i know obviously aaron did speak for him but nobody else could have the access that he would have because he i mean i i mean i i I think it's a little they took a little bit of liberties on how easily moses can just walk right into the palace but at all hours of the night especially when he's you know causing all these plagues all over the place he can still just walk right in but nobody else had access like Mm -hmm. moses could have so in a way he is the only one that could have done this yeah that that's exactly it right and i think sephora is a real ride or die you know sephora is just like queen because i don't she just immediately is like yeah and i'm gonna go with you Mm because we're we're you know all in this together yeah like it's just she's so good but who else could it have been? You know what I mean? Like that a, a pharaoh, that a, any pharaoh, let alone the brother, you know, the the like adopted brother would listen or would even allow in the same room. Right. I feel like. And this just goes to show you, too, that like not even his brother could get into his head and say listen you have to listen to me like you have to let them go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he, moses also they also had two sons at this point yeah moses had two sons mm-hmm. correct yeah oh wow okay yeah they don't have any kids i don't think in this story at least not that i noticed um no there were some kids but i don't think any of them no, no i don't they're not yeah, their they kids showed he doesn't um it. and so then he goes back and he like does the whole staff turns into a snake situation which was very cool um and uh and then those two men <laughs> these random two men i don't i think they were just for comedic relief um oh, Deppin, who, who, why? yeah i don't know how yeah. to pronounce their names but yes and they were played by like i recognize the voices immediately like steve martin and martin short mm-hmm. um and i think they were mostly for comedic relief and so they were the ones that like ramses and moses dumped water on earlier in the in the movie these are priests yeah they're priests and this is uh what happens in the exodus story too where like i think the pharaoh says well my people could do it too so mm-hmm. it's basically moses is saying well the hebrews god can make all these miracles yes. happen and then i've read that it's a little um like uh, the way that the show depicted it where when the priests were doing the same sort of tricks but were faking it yes some people said it was a little offensive because they were saying like well only the hebrews god has this power or is legitimate so i read some criticism around that but they're supposed to be priests and um they they are supposed to perform the same sort of miracles by egyptian gods as the hebrew god and they they can right like this is where i want to say what the this movie unnecessarily i think sometimes in judaism we forget about the egyptians that they were real people and ruled for three thousand years like that's not a joke and they're fascinating like we don't know how they built the pyramids exactly i don't believe it was enslaved jews Uh -uh. um no but you know maybe one day when i get to you know meet god god will tell me but for right now yeah it's just they built amazing things they their um technology was out of control like they were so good 
so I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's important to name that Egyptians, like, and the not necessarily a pharaohs, but just that whole dynasty is not a joke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, uh, it, it's very interesting. And they were immaculate record keepers as well. Yes. In so there's a lot of people that say there would have been some sort of record keeping if all of this happened, which there is no, nothing in hieroglyphics, nothing in anything that's written that proves that the story of Moses and these plagues took place. It's a biblical story. So that's something to note as well. Um, Now, could that be how American history uh, writes their textbooks to be total bullshit? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's told from our perspective, right? Like, going to seem like the good guys. But you think that, like, there's one, one guy, one Egyptian that's like, hey, this is the real story. Somebody's diary. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe that would have gotten burned or destroyed. Yeah. Broken, right? With the stone. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, smashed. And yeah, so Ramses decides that because he's so upset with Moses, he's doubling the Hebrews' workload, and mm. it is all his fault. Yeah, and then um, this so- is where Aaron gets really big hater. Yeah, yeah. He rates him zero stars <laughs> on <laughs> on oh Yelp God. for the Egyptians. Yeah, but Miriam is a legend. And it's just yeah. like, no, Moses, we believe in you. You've got this. You can persevere. And so then we have the 10 plagues. And so the first one, also very, like, graphic for, like, a kid's movie, was turning the water of the Nile into blood. Blood. Um, which was, like, really gross to yeah. watch. Yeah. And also, you can see the texture difference between when the pharaoh put his hand in the water versus when he put his hand in the bowl of water from the Egyptian priests. There's like a texture difference. Blood is thick. Yeah. There's, it's uh, uh, so, as duh, blood is thicker than water. I know. I was like, do I say it? (laughs) (laughs) But like the fact that I didn't even think about that, I was like fully going into science mode about like i don't know the chemical yeah the chemical like makeup of it composition of <laughs> so blood how many did we actually see we, i think we saw um most of them all of them so there's here. frogs is the next we one we saw some frogs we definitely saw um, frogs lice and gnats yeah so we saw blood multiple bugs well we yes. saw like locusts for sure so yes yeah, so it's blood frogs lice flies livestock uh boil mm-hmm. hail we definitely saw the boils i remember yeah. i don't know if we saw hail well no, we saw well these fireballs the- coming out of the sky yeah but that was the thunderstorm of hail and fire basically then locusts then mm-hmm. darkness for three days yes and then of course the most notable Horrible. is the death yeah. of the firstborn son Oof. um and so each time like we see moses trying to say like go to ramses and say like listen you can make this all stop like let my people go and, you know, we don't have to do this anymore. But Ramses is refusing. He he says, no, like, you know, we're not doing this. And so it's so sad because, like, the, the way it plays out with the firstborn child thing is, like, you know, you see all the doorposts marked. I, I thought this was so smart the way they did it, where they basically had, like, they, sh- they you could see in red the doorposts that were not going to be, right? Yeah, it was... No, yeah, it's, it's the one angel blood. death will pass over the doors 
that right. are marked with the lamb's blood. That's why right. it's called Passover. Oh, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. So smart. So then, so right. And then I, they have this like wispy white smoke that represents the plague. And because this is a children's movie and we don't need to see little kids dying, they like, it, most of it is happening off screen there you're just seeing i thought especially the one that was good was the one that went into the house and there was a little candle up in the window yes. and then as the thing was coming back out the candle just whoosh, blows out mm -hmm. like and or oh my god the one that made me the saddest i think was when it had the mom and her two children and you could see which one was older and it just kind of passed over him and like that was it like you just knew and yeah this was such a hard scene to watch, especially when it goes into the pharaohs and like the next morning you see him with his son. It's very sad. Yeah, it's it's truly horrible. And um, just a fun thing, Indian Indian Jews actually still do this. So they uh, you can like go to the synagogue and buy a handprint with lamb with blood with goat's blood. I think I don't think it's lamb, um, but either way, like, and then you put it on your door post post during Passover. So oh, how does so how does the wash off? With it does it wash no, off? No, like it's like a piece of paper. You just put oh, okay. Yeah, you oh, just like buy oh, oh. it. So someone will I think put their handprint on, uh, and like, you just buy it. To put yeah, on the mohel the, the rabbi probably does. Um, like the handprint, and then you'll like put it up on your doorpost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really sad, and I think this mm -hmm. like we talked a little bit about it earlier. Like this is when you kind of, you know, we all question Moses. I think because we're just like. How is this so different than what the Pharaoh did? Like he killed all those Hebrew babies because of like some prophecy and you just killed all these people's firstborn children. Like, but it's no not Moses is God. And how are you supposed to question God? Who's all knowing that's <sighs> a bigger question. You're again, now, but now you're questioning God's motives and choices but innocent children that's the hardest part right that's the hardest pill to swallow is that it's I mean, children who have no malice yeah. who've done nothing wrong that's like how can God let children have cancer it's oh, yeah. hard to understand yeah and this is like I think this is the hardest part to watch because we just see especially in the scene where Ramses is like over the top of his son's body and we just see like Moses go to reach for him and he just like, you know, moves completely out of his way. Like take your people and get out of here. Like take your mm -hmm. people and go. And I don't know, Sasha, like I just found that so hard to watch, like knowing that Moses tried to warn Ramses and he didn't listen. And as a result, a kid died and a kid who was like, you know, he was an innocent kid. He was no different than we saw Ramses in the beginning exactly. of the show or the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and this is like, it's Im important to understand, right? That God, I think says, you know, I'm an imperfect God. I'm a jealous God. Um, and I think it's so real here where just Moses's whole arc and story is, you know, really like we get to learn so much about God. I feel right? like, it is not God's most shining moment. I will say, and you know, it's like, what's worse, uh, the flood that happened with Noah or this, um, yeah. but you know, it's just, it's really interesting because God, I'm assuming, right. Because God is all knowing, like they're able to predict this. 
So, you know, it's like, so why couldn't it have been stopped way before, right? Like, why mm-hmm. did we even need to get to this point? Like, why couldn't the Egyptians just be, like, taken? You parted the Red Sea, so, like, why can't you just mm-hmm. move this plot of land and take right. them away instead? So, yeah, those are things, like, I definitely always hold um, with me. And, and I think it really comes back to like humans relationship with God and that it it's like when we were first born right like Adam and Eve it was very like like how you would talk to a newborn versus with Noah it felt more like in a uh, a teenager you know like being grounded and and then I think with Moses mm-hmm. and onward um because I feel like Moses is really the last big name um prophet and that you know it's like it seems like kind of like that adulting relationship where it's like okay gonna let you do what you want with your free yes. will but that's gonna but be this is what's gonna happen yeah. yeah so that's how like this rabbi had explained it to me and that feels like the only like way of explaining it because otherwise it's just it's horrible it's truly e- like evil um, yeah and I and, and of I course think it's I okay think, to say that yeah and I think it's I think it's at least if they're going to tell us this story and this is going to have to happen, right? I did like that after we see Moses leave Ramses mm-hmm. from in the palace, he like really just collapses outside. Yeah. Like he can't take the grief and, you know, just the gravity of what just happened and his part in all of it. And I think that like at least they gave us that because yes. I think we yes. needed that scene to feel what Moses was feeling, to understand what he was feeling. Um, because I think having him warn Ramses a bunch is one thing, but then having him really get hit with the impact of what happened was really important. Yeah, like, it, if, you know, it, he loved his brother. In another life, this would have been his nephew. He understands yeah. that um, it's really his stubbornness that and his pride that prevented um Ramses to pardon all these people and the fact that his father said you can be the weak link you you're the one that can ruin this dynasty and that those words were ringing true in Ramses head and he's like I it, it made him realize I can't be the one I can't be the person that my dad said I can be and it's all of that. It's the pride that refuses to let these people go. Um, and Moses was there for the upbringing. So maybe there's some understanding. Like he knows who his brother is. Mm-hmm. He knows that mm-hmm. it's all about pride. And it's also like the gravity that, you know, once again, like how much of a hand did he put all of this? And maybe he's thinking like, why am I the one that's getting spared of all this grief? Like, why mm-hmm. do I deserve this? um from so. from jump right because moses mm-hmm. is the one that was saved um yeah mm-hmm. when why why all is those he other little babies one? died yeah, yeah. And, be, and it's because i guess it's this prophecy it's like he's the only mm-hmm. one that could have um yeah. it's yeah. just to and then it's just like the all the pressure that puts on yourself in in a way and mm-hmm. what, you know now he is some sort of a leader of something that he's never even I mean, when he was a teenager, he was like the least responsible kid ever. He yeah. was never planning on. He's never any. really been in that role. Like we've never no. seen him in that role, no. and now he's 
basically being forced to be in this leadership position because of what, you know, has been prophesied because what God has said to him. And so he has to lead these people out of Egypt. And then like, of course, the probably the most memorable thing that people always remember about this movie or in general, probably about Passover. This is probably one of the biggest things is the parting of the Red Sea. Yes. And we just see Ramses and his army coming at them. And then we just see like this huge firewall go across the way, stopping them. And re- I don't and remember, Moses- do you remember a firewall, Sasha? Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> I just thought it was that they heard that they were coming in. They were yeah. like, we need to get I, th- I think the, the firewall is uh, another dramatization. Oh, that's not real. That didn't happen. I don't yeah, remember I any just- firewalls. No, I think it was very much because. I remember that the Red Sea, right, didn't part either at first. It was that there is, um, like, offshoot rabbinical teaching, so not the main story, but, like, but extra stories that will, like, explain the the gaps. Uh, And there is allegedly this man named Nakshon who actually took the first step into the Red Sea. And as soon as he took the step, God was like, oh, they trust me. And then the sea parted. Oh, the drama. Yeah. So so kind of like what happens with Moses, right? Where Moses walks out and is like, yo, help me out. Raises the staff. And then Moses hears it. But but I know that I can't remember again if it's like an extra story I've read or what. But I remember. It sounds faintly familiar as well. Yeah, this like hearing about, right, Moses, like God getting mad that Moses hit the staff. Because he was like, you should have. Um, cause God says you should have believed me and just started walking. Um, which is like, God, come on, bro. Come on. We're in a time crunch. We couldn't even raise our bread. We get this like crappy crackers. Oh my God. Yes. If anyone was wondering where matzah came from, (laughs) it's because they didn't have time when they were baking bread and it couldn't rise. So that's why we have matzah. Yeah. And so they, so he does eventually, he parts the Red Sea. And I love this shot. Oh my God. The water. Oh, the fishes. A fish. Yes. Gorgeous. Everything about this scene is gorgeous. And then they're all walking through. And of course, here comes the army. And so they, they run and um, Moses like gets the whole sea back together to drown out the army. And okay. I know this is not legit because we see, of course, the sole person who survives the incident is Ramses. <laughs> and not only that, but like, okay, I'm sorry. Water is no joke. Like you can yeah. easily die in water. Not only that, he gets shoved out of the water on this huge wave, smacks into a bunch of rocks. And this man is still alive. Get out of town. There is no way. What is the true story? What Tell me the true tea, Sasha. Does he just yeah, die in this I, Ramses spot? does make it, right? I believe he just doesn't get into the water. I'm oh, he's just okay. He's like a baby, and he's I'm like, I'm sure not going the in there. I'm because the water starts closing on them. Oh, like, I'm so pretty sure that that's make, what happened. That would make sense if he's the pharaoh and he's like, okay, you guys first. Yeah. I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, it seems as though there's differing opinions yeah. on what oh happened to him. So I'm many just, I'm just calling it out because there's no way he survives that incident if that's what happened. Just saying. I felt like it was a nice movie thing where they wanted to keep the brother alive so he could yell at Moses one more time. Well, yeah, yeah he had to go to Moses. He had yeah. To, have to yeah. Do it this. seems like the Pharaoh, like, led his army against the Jews, but, like, some say they drowned. Some say, like, he was destroyed, but destroyed could mean anything. Okay. 
don't know. But that was that was the end of the movie, and um, and yeah, like it has a, obviously a happy a happy ending. But is it happy because now no. they have to wander in the desert? It, it truly does not get good for them until forty years later. I mean, yeah, granted, yeah. it is low key their fault because Moses was up on Mount Sinai, you know, doing important business like. Remember the 10 plagues? Now we yeah. got 10 commandments. Yeah, no. He really loves an, that an number important, 10, huh? Yeah. yeah. An important business exactly. meeting to attend to. Right. And he's like, and Moses is getting, you know, the 10 commandments written by mm -hmm. God. Meanwhile, these people down here have melted all their gold and made a golden calf to worship. <laughs> so You're imagine kidding. to be like, bro, I literally took you out of Egypt. This God performed all these damn miracles parted a sea for your ass and what are you doing praying to a calf so yeah. that's why uh, moses gets pissed when he comes back down i'd be pissed too breaks the og 10 commandments so they somewhere in mount sinai and has to go back up <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay can i just say so i've been watching i don't know sasha i know sarah hasn't seen this show but sasha i've been watching the show crazy ex-girlfriend i don't yeah. know if you've seen it um but like the main character right, she's, she's jewish, jewish yeah. and there's this one song in the show because it's a musical show and they go to a i believe it's a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah it's one of the two and um and they have this song and it is like all of you know her jewish relatives and they're like singing about like oh it's not that bad and but the whole song is like remember that we suffered and it's like they they bring up hitler like four times i'm sure like you know and it's just like remember that we suffered and i'm just like this is reminding me of that like yeah. damn like did they not suffer enough already like now he has to go he goes back down and then all the way back up to get more yeah, commandments and that's why he couldn't get into israel or the land of milk and honey because he broke the 10 commandment god said excuse me who do Wait, you think he you like is? okay i need to know what you mean by he broke like he physically broke a block yeah, he like i think the the story go yeah like in the exodus that like, he literally throws them onto the ground Man, because of he should have known better like i this is like when somebody throws their cell phone when they're mad it's like you're just gonna have to yes. go spend a thousand dollars on a new one and didn't he have to write it with blood or something with oh my own? god yeah. i would not be breaking that stone you cannot the point is it was mess stone. and god is very meticulous okay let me tell you because <laughs> No, 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 you can't just glue that shit yeah. back together. I need a new one. No, because God, she, this is where I believe God's a woman because, like, no, there's no way. Because uh, God said, <laughs> you have to display said commandments in a very specific way. Like, the tabernacles have to be on, like, this gold-plated, oh you know, God. wheel in this level. And this many sacrifices have to be made. And Very detail-oriented. Yeah, like, it's like when you hang a painting and it's off by like a centimeter on the one side, and you're yeah. like, ah, 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 yeah. And the okay. dimensions were given on the exact, like on the, ch I don't know if it's a chariot, but whatever, the thing that, oh. God said, don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. God's a Virgo. <laughs> yeah, not be dragging our Aries, honestly. Yeah. It's fucking uh, Aries season, Sasha. So exactly. this is what happens. Yeah. Oh my. And yeah, and Passover. See, you have to retell the story now. So it makes sense. But yeah. So anyways, yeah. So God is just like uh, like V detailed. Um, 
wild though. Loki goddess, probably. I she wonder what Moses was. Was Moses an Aries? Do we know? No, we I mean, know. I'm sure we, yeah, we could figure out like the season he was born, yeah. but we gotta figure know. that out because I like, remember who just comes down after all this work on a mountain with this 10 commandments on this huge freaking stone, and then you just come down, you break it, you're gonna have to go back up again, man. Like, what are you yeah. doing? And he had to rewrite like, it. The fact that I had to rewrite it, that's horrible. Just, just the so worst. you can yell at them, but don't break stuff. Like, yeah. again, like, you're going to have to just go pay for it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and they were all just <laughs> oh like, this is so bad. We have to, like, live like this. We were better off in Egypt. And God said, excuse me? What'd you say? Oh, my God. Oh, so that's why they were 40 years in the desert so that the generation. 40 years of suffering. Yeah, because the generation that basically God wanted the generation to die out that remembered being <laughs> uh, enslaved. <gasps> that is so spicy. Yeah, and God was like, you're going to go into this new place and be free people. Oh, my gosh. And then wow. we performed a really horrible acts to the people that lived in that country. Indeed. Yep. So the Jews were not all like perfect angels either. Oh my yeah. gosh. What a story. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed hearing what is true about the Prince of Egypt and what is exaggerated. This is like story time. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, the movie itself is absolutely gorgeous Amazing. of course that infamous party in the red sea the, the which was like a four minute segment apparently took a team uh of 10 animators two years to complete <gasps> they so, got it right so congratulations they got it. They got that's right. why it came out in december off. they said just put it out when it's out <laughs> <laughs> we're done when you finish it when you finish it that's when we'll put it out yeah. that sounds good yeah Oh yeah, some, so uh, some people are saying that uh, Moses is um, born in late February, early May, uh, March. So you know what that means. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Moses is a Pisces. Uh, so. Well, um, that makes a lot of sense. Take one for the water team. again. See the water. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was but. just like, this sea is enough of this is all my tears. Sometimes when sea. I'm really, really mad, I throw stuff. So I don't there think it's know. it's too. Yeah, I was like, as a cancer, I definitely would have thrown it. <laughs> yeah, Let's, I, I like to throw stuff. I mean, as a Leo who hates climbing mountains, well, I would have been yeah, like, you 100%. Are you kidding me? Leo's would have been like, it's not a calf of me. <laughs> done did you see what i did for you right? did you see me part the sea for you and you make a calf no i would never pick a leo right there's no, no. way no god has to be yeah someone that's like okay with being supporting cast oh Leo's yeah no never. no because i would be like Psh, god didn't do this i did yeah this. and then exactly. he would smite me and i would die yeah, God would have to go like, through a lot of Leos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that they probably had to make that, like, they had to test that theory. At first, they were like, oh, charismatic, wants to, like, natural-born leader, That seems, seems like a good, a good person. And, oh, no, I see my my mistake right well, away. Well, then, then you spend the first, like, four hours of your rule staring in the water looking at your reflection, and they're like, okay, never mind. We changed You our need mind. a gullible Pisces. That just wants to people please yeah. and is um and just is kind of agreeable. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, no. and that's not super emotional. 
like not all the time because <laughs> if it were me as a cancer i'd be like i'm not leaving this village you're losing it yeah like, no, you're home. like this is my home like I'm yeah staying here i'm taking the tent with me what do you mean <laughs> we're no but for me it's like oh you're saying that there's somewhere better that i can go that's better than here okay like i kind of like it here but if you're saying there's somewhere better i'll go there yeah if you see? say so sure don't yell at me i'll do it yeah <laughs> yeah well real. i loved this this was so much fun i'm so glad that we finally covered this movie me too. i totally think that holds up and it's definitely something that we can watch every year on passover so excited to do so uh sasha what what are you up to what well first of all what are you doing this passover do you have any plans uh this so i've really like passing over my plans i feel like because i was supposed to be home with family but i decided you know it's time to chill out and really rest and be in sacred rest for myself so yeah i'm thankfully not doing anything i'm not hosting a seder um where for the past i think five years um before covid uh i was hosting seders for 100 plus college students so yes i'm like passover out if that makes sense uh, yeah. but in a good way so you know i'm just i'm gonna be figuring out the modern day 10 plagues uh, my phone and social media is definitely one of them so trying to figure out how you know to be in sacred rest and if you want to know or hear more from me, check me out over on Post Show Recaps in the Bridgerton feed, where I'm talking all things Bridgerton Season 2 and everything wild going on um, with my other piece of representation, a.k.a. Indians. So, uh, you know, we just we got all of it going on. And if you want to know what else I'm up to, follow me on Twitter at FunSize underscore 04 and over on Silent Podcast. Thanks yes. so much for having me, y'all. This was so much fun. Thank you. So uh, Jess and I, we, of course, have our weekly Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World coverage. Check that out. Um, and then aside from that, we are also on Post Show Recaps, and we just started coverage for the flight attendant, and I'm really excited to – get into that i've never seen the show before so we're covering the first season and then getting ready to cover the second season that's coming out late april um so find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram find us at posture recaps on there you can find me at sarah ferguson uh jess what are you up to of course, I'm always covering community on community building with Josh Wiggler. So go check that as well on Post Show Recaps. Um, and anything I'm guesting on, you could always find on my Twitter at the Jess Sterling. I recently guested on one indescribable podcast, which is a crazy ex-girlfriend podcast um, for season two finale. That was tons of fun. I accidentally broke their record for the longest podcast. I still don't hold any responsibility for that. Was not my fault. I was only a part of like three different rants. So I don't take responsibility. Um, but go check that out. Um, again, you could find anything on my own Twitter at the Jess Sterling. Uh, anything I'm going to be guesting on. And yeah, beyond that, um, that's that's about it. I'm always gabbing about something, honestly. Just throw a microphone in front of my face and I'll talk. 
Um, but Sasha, we appreciate you coming back. This was so much fun. This is a long time coming, but I'm just so happy we were able to do it. I always feel like when you come on, I learn so much, <laughs> like in a good way, not in like a very boring It's because she's way. educated. She is educated. We you could never. Much. I love hey, it. Listen, I did this for a living, especially with Passover. Like, I don't even speak Hebrew. And my first like real job when I moved to San Francisco was hosting a Seder. Oh. And I was like, I don't even know everything. So you gotta fast track it. Yeah. So Learn. I understand the struggle, but I've I've been able to like dumb it down for me. I love it. Down. That's rude. No, 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 no. But make, make it more it palatable. Yes. Yeah. And relatable. Not dumb. Yes. We never dilute. I I love it. I enjoy it so much. I feel like as someone who grew up like mostly around Catholics or other Christians, like it is just so much fun to come on here and like revisit things from my youth that I did watch, but probably didn't always absorb everything about and just get to like learn a little bit more. So I hope anybody who was listening, if you're like me, I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed this podcast because I certainly did. I know you both did. Um, and thank you again, Sasha, for coming on. Uh, we will talk to you all next time with whatever bonus content we're throwing out next month, but we appreciate oh, you all listening. Can I just Sorry, say one more here. thing? One more thing yep. that I forgot to mention. The Prince of yep. Egypt was actually made into a musical adaptation. Um, and it was on the West Elm, uh, West End, not the West Elm, goodness, which is, you know, <laughs> England's Broadway. So if you want to see clips, I found a bunch of clips on oh, wow. YouTube and they did a very good job, Sasha, with casting, uh, people Ooh. that look like they belong. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, check that out. I heard that they have recorded it and hopefully it will be released kind of like Shrek was all over the internet um oh. so hopefully in the future we can watch uh if not you can watch it little clips on youtube that i found it's called uh the prince of egypt the hit musical i don't know that's, Ooh, the that's hit the, musical that's, that's, the, hit that's, musical. The, full, <laughs> that's the full uh, the full thing of it i don't know amazing oh i love it, it. Um, all right. And with that, I think we are all set here. So thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Just Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.